What's going on, everybody? Kobe Clark is back for another great episode of Clark Chatter. Hope everybody has had a great week so far with their family or their friends, either at school or at work. So today we have a pretty good episode lined up for us. We're going to be talking about J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals and what this means and my thoughts on that move. What is the Russell Wilson situation looking like? We'll transfer over into some NBA news, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest, the participants, and who I think will win. Go into some WWE news to wrap it all up. We have a new WWE champion, and I will end it off with a top five list of my favorite WWE superstars right now in 2021. So let's waste no time. Right into J.J. Watt, Arizona Cardinals, my thoughts. I did not think he would have went to the Arizona Cardinals. I personally had him going to Pittsburgh to team up with his brothers, TJ and Derek. Or my second thought would be going to play with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Zadarius Smith going over to Green Bay where his hometown is. But he decided to go to Arizona. And this is a really pretty scary move for that NFC West. The whole NFC West defensively now is just stacked. Obviously, you have the Rams with Aaron Donald. Then you got the 49ers with Nick Bosa. And now you bring in J.J. Watt to Arizona. Now, what does this mean for Russell Wilson? Yes, let's transfer now into Russell Wilson, the situation where everything has pretty much not been looking good as of late for the last week so far. So pretty much... He has been wanting to get some conversations in with the head coach, Pete Carroll, some management, general manager, trying to bring in players, give his thoughts, but clearly they don't know if they want to do that or they have the assets to do that, rather. But if a trade were to be brought up, now the only way a trade could be brought up is if Russell Wilson demands a trade and he has a no trade clause. So wherever the trade, he he decides where he's going pretty much. So if the Seahawks wanted to trade him to say the Houston Texans, that's not allowed because he would say no unless he wanted to go to Houston. But who would really want to go to Houston? But anyway, the four teams he listed off were the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Dallas Cowboys, and my favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. So what does this mean for those four teams if this were to happen? Russell Wilson obviously are in love with these four teams. Now, if there's another team that's brought up, there's been multiple conversations about almost 10 plus teams have been already calling in Seattle saying, no, we're not trading Wilson, we're not trading Russell. But who knows at this point, we haven't really heard much in the last couple of days. Let's just keep tracking the situation. For the Bears, let's start off with the Bears. I I would like to see, that would be a really nice move, honestly, because the defense with Khalil Mack still has a pretty good spot right there. But obviously, what's the head coach situation looking like? Because who knows if he's going to be there another year. And then, you know, the whole team around him don't really have that good of wide receivers. The running game is average at best. So, who knows? And of course, you're still in the division with the Green Bay Packers and even the Minnesota Vikings. Las Vegas Raiders. Now, this one makes a lot of a lot of sense. I would never thought of Russell Wilson wanting to go to Las Vegas, but I mean, when you see the offensive line they have going down there, it's pretty spectacular. Because Derek Carr has been barely hit the last couple of years with that O line, and maybe that's really another big factor. Because Russell Wilson got hit a lot last season, did not get the protection he wanted. Going over to the Cowboys, this one makes no sense to me, really, because I think the Cowboys are pretty much in line and stacked with Dak Prescott. He'll pretty much be the starter, depending on if he'll get franchise tagged or if they'll sign a contract extension. Haven't really heard much rumors on that. But my team, the New Orleans Saints, this one makes so much sense. They are in win-now mode, Super Bowl or bust, pretty much. And obviously, with the retirement, soon-to-be retirement announcement of Drew Brees, 
where does this team get a stack of? So have Alvin Kamara, top five, top three running back in the NFL. Michael Thomas, when healthy, a top three, top five wide receiver. Defensive line, that's a top five defensive line right there. Secondary, I got Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams still. C.D. Lamp, or not C.D. Lamp, <laughs> C.D. Deuce, which is obviously Cha- uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But this team is really content, and if I think the Seahawks, the Seahawks want to trade Wilson, then the Saints just have to hop on that right away. Because it's pretty much either looking like you're wanting to go Jameis Winston, who I am not against that. I like him. Taysom Hill, still a really good option, but hasn't really shown enough, especially last season. But then Russell Wilson, a proven winner, a proven great quarterback in the NFL. Some more NFL news right here. We got Kyle Rudolph, longtime Minnesota Vikings tight end. He was just released yesterday by the Minnesota Vikings. Very sad to see, but obviously it was time to part ways, it does look like. But I remember this one time, Kyle Rudolph, uh, you know, I don't really like the Vikings, if you didn't know. I'm a Saints fan, and we don't really talk about 2017 a lot, but just 2019, he caught that game when he touched down in overtime to advance to the second round and kicked us out of the wild card. And Kyle Rudolph, you will not be missed by me. No, I'm just kidding. Kyle Rudolph's a great tight end. I see him going to many places. There are actually kind of a couple of rumors going out right now saying that he might want to go play with Bill Belichick and go to the New England Patriots, but definitely a good one. Good tight end, under the radar tight end to keep a look on. Right here, you ever heard of Johnny Manziel? Johnny Football? Well, you know, he's been playing in this fan-controlled football league for about two or three weeks now, and hey... Apparently, he wants to transition to Johnny Golf. He's, you know, I've seen on his Instagram page, he's been playing a lot of golf with a couple of friends, a couple of buddies, a couple of pros even. And he says he wants to make that transition one day. And that would be really cool seeing this Heisman winning trophy player in the in football going over to golf. I mean, we've kind of seen this with Tim Tebow, but he went to play baseball. But golf is a completely different aspect. Not much athleticism going into this one at all. But that would be really cool to see Johnny football go to Johnny Golf. Josh Gordon, if you didn't know, a former teammate of Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, he will be signing with uh, the Fan Control Football League team that Johnny Manziel currently plays for to rematch up that greatness they had in Cleveland. There was no greatness. It was really not great at all. But hey, 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 it, uh, Josh Gordon obviously didn't want to return to the Seahawks, didn't feel like it was right. And he, we all know the history he's had with trying to stay healthy in the NFL with all the, you know, medications. But hey, Josh Gordon, congratulations to you. We all have a great rest of your season with Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon. So that's really cool. Let's transition over into the NBA. First off, DeMontis Sabonis, Pacer, forward, and Devin Booker's Phoenix Suns shooting guard. They will be in the uh, All-Star game. They were out officially not going to be in it, but they are replacing. Sabonis is replacing Kevin Durant, the t- team captain of the Eastern Conference, who is injured and will not be playing. And Devin Booker will be replaced replacing Anthony Davis so that's really cool to see definitely Booker deserves it but a lot of people have been saying Bam deserved it over Sabonis even Jimmy Butler deserves it but hey I have something to tell to you Jimmy Butler barely played this season and Bam Adebayo that's a good case I will probably I might want to give it over him but I think Sabonis and the team success wise before the selection have been pretty good he probably deserves the nod anyway even though they're on like a four or five game losing streak. come on Pacers turn it around Three-point contest, we got Stephen Curry, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, and Donovan Mitchell. A great field for the three-point contest this year. It always seems like the three-point contest always has a little bit more star power than the 
dunk contest in my opinion. Now, who do I have winning? See, like, there's no, like, no wrong answer because both all these players have been playing great already, especially from three-point range this season. We already know about Curry. He's so great. Brown has really turned it up this season. Tatum, he's a proven winner already with them. Booker, obviously, he's a former champion. Zach Levine, a newcomer, but has really stepped up for Chicago. And Donovan Mitchell, who's pretty much leading the Western Conference with the Utah Jazz as probably the one or two best teams in the NBA right now. I'm going to probably go with Donovan Mitchell because if he goes, if he gets really hot, I feel like there's no way of stopping him. But you could say that for a lot of people like Curry, Booker, and Levine. It's a toss-up. I don't think Brown will win or Tatum will win. Those are my two that I don't feel confident in, the Boston Celtics players. But definitely Curry, Booker, Levine, and Mitchell are my top choices. But I think I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Now we go over to the dunk contest, and a lot of people on Twitter have been very complaining about this because it's not, you know, there's no Zion Williamson, there's no Ja Morant, but hey, we didn't really expect them to do this. Maybe later down the line, maybe next year, in the next two years, one of them will do that. I would love to see both of them in the dunk contest, especially Zion Williamson. Ooh, that would be a sight to see for sure, but dunk contest currently states it's usually four players but this year they're only going down to three which i understand i mean covid i guess but they're going to be playing it at halftime of the all-star game so that's still really cool to see and watch but anyway we got cassius stanley duke rookie from forward he is the uh indiana pacers rookie from duke so that's really cool to see i've been keeping up with him as a pacer fan seeing where he will go hasn't really had that much of playing time he's been pretty good in the g league though so that's really cool they got new york knicks rookie Obi Toppin. a lot of people have this man winning because he's just freakishly athletic if going back to his high school days and even dayton when he was in college so that's really cool to see Obi is just a freak of nature for sure and then this is probably going to be my pick if you if you know Afrin Simmons, you know he's the he's about a two or three year player from Portland Trailblazers, a shooting guard, small forward. If you've seen him in the gym dunking, he can oh my, he's just athletic as heck. He can really just touch the backboard from one swift jump up in the air. But he'll be a definite a definite winner in my books this year. Now, no disrespect to Cassius Stanley or Obi Toppin. Now, as a Pacer fan, I would love to see Cassius Stanley win. I think the last. Uh, Last three dunk contest champion was Glenn Robinson the third for the Indiana Pacers. And then you know that one dunk contest in like 2013 or 14 with like six players. It was like team 3v3. It was really weird. Paul George was in that one, so that was really cool. But hey, who knows? And you know, Victor Oladipo just about two years ago. He was in the dunk contest but did not win. I think that was the Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell won that dunk contest. So that'd be really cool to see. But I got Afrin Simmons winning the dunk contest and uh Donovan Mitchell winning the three-point contest. Let's transition now finally into some WWE news. We have a new WWE champion. Now, I wasn't very happy about the selection at first, but really when I thought about it after an hour, I really was like, hey, you know what? This man deserves it. And your new WWE champion is Bobby Lashley. If you don't really know the history of Bobby Lashley, let me just tell you. So he started out his WWE career back in 2005. And he was really pushed. You know, he was a... Uh, if you remember WrestleMania 23, it was the Battle of the Billionaires. It was Vince McMahon and Bobby Lash, or Vince McMahon and Umaga versus Donald Trump. <laughs> yes, that is for real, Donald Trump and Bobby Lashley. And the loser would shave his head. Obviously, Vince McMahon lost, had to shave his head. But that was oh man, that was a long time ago. I'm old. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. But Bobby Lashley, he is now only the, I believe, the second African American 
WWE Champion. The first was Kofi Kingston just at WrestleMania 35, which was almost two years ago. So Bobby Lashley, I will say, definitely deserves this one for sure. So congratulations to you. But hopefully The Miz, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers uh, who actually sneak peek for you, is on my top five list. Let's transition into the final thing we have today. And that is my top five WWE wrestlers right now in 2021. Uh, a little just clarification. These are my picks. These are totally opinion-based. These will be going in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 order. I will be trying to do a list every episode now from Clark Chatter, you know, if I want to do that or not. It might not only just be WWE, it might be like my my top five favorite NBA teams of all time, my five NBA players of all time, my five quarterbacks of all time in the NFL, you know, something like that, but really just to keep you guys guessing and just like, give me my opinions because I love doing this sort of stuff. So here we go. My top five W superstars right now. We'll start with number five, and that will be the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. You know, he's been he's kind of fallen off the last two years because I feel like they haven't really decided to give him that major push again with a major championship like the WWE or Universal Championship. But ever since he's came into the WWE back in 2016 at the Rumble, he has just been one of my favorites. I've been I was actually following him when he was back in TNA and when he went to Japan. So, yeah, AJ Styles for sure is one of my top five WWE superstars right now. I would like to see him do something, you know, big at WrestleMania. Currently, there's no direction for him, and that's just a shame. So let's see if something can turn around for him. Let's transition into number four. This one, I did not like this man at all. If you tell, if I had to tell you this list right now, he would be on the top five worst of my list, but he has now made it to the top five, and that's number four. Roman Reigns, the WWE Universal Champion on SmackDown on Friday night. You know, ever since he turned heel, he's just been one of the most amazing characters to watch, obviously with the family storyline with Jay Uso, bringing in Paul Heyman as his manager slash advocate. He's just been a beast and a big dog, as you could say his nickname. But, I mean, there, I just didn't like him. Like, I hated how WWE tried to force him down our throats, you could say. Try to make him the next John Cena or the next Steve Austin, next Rock, something like the next Hulk Hogan. But obviously, he's nothing like that. And he is definitely better as a heel, and that's for sure. And that proves it. So congratulations, Roman Reigns. You have made, totally switched, flipped a switch in my head, and you've changed my mind that you could be on my list. Let's go to number three now. Seth freaking Rollins yes uh Seth Rollins you know he's a heel now so that's definitely new to me I mean I watched him when he was first a, a heel with the shield along with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose who is now John Moxley in AEW but anyway I digress but you know Seth Rollins he's had great runs he was a great heel when he was with the authority in 2015 definitely loved that love seeing that and then transitioning to a face to turn on a Triple H back at WrestleMania 33 that was awesome a great match and a great storyline that really progressed over a couple of months you can say and then you know I feel like a lot of people just got tired of him you know ever since he won the universal title at Wrestlemania 34 or excuse me I think it was 35 from you know uh Brock Lesnar they just got kind of stale with him and then you know him and Becky obviously now parents now to a beautiful daughter so that's really cool congratulations but Seth Rollins I just feel like the fans have just you know just they just have him bland now but obviously with the new character they got going on the messiah seth rollins i really like to see that he's still one of my favorites in the ring definitely if you had to ask me i would much rather him be a be the not a face but a heel from 2015 just recreate that 
but obviously WWE always changes up a couple things every year so that's okay with me I like seeing new things so Seth Rollins is still number three for me on this list number two and this one has just been grooming for a lot of years now The Miz The Miz is awesome what else can you say if you don't respect The Miz as a wrestler and as just one of the biggest people in the WWE right now then I'm sorry you can't be my friend but anyway you know I remember back in 2010 when this man was on my TV screen on Monday Night Raw he was the Money in the Bank champion or Money in the Bank contract holder he cashed in the Money in the Bank on Raw against Randy Orton to become the new WWE champion I did not like this man one bit at all nope no sir i could you couldn't force me to like him but then a couple years pass you go you go to wrestlemania 27 one of the worst wrestlemanias to be honest but anyway uh you know him and john cena the rock interferes but miz just looks pretty strong in that match i, I could say you know and then the miz you know just a couple of years later he was still like he was like transitioning to a face and that was just not okay you can never make him a face you just gotta make him a heel forever and that's okay but, you know, 2016 happens. He's the Intercontinental Champion with his lovely wife, Maurice. Um, and then transitioning to 2017, 2018, he's just really grown on me. And nothing can tell, tell me otherwise. One of the best promos slash shoot interviews I've seen. If you haven't seen it, type, go to Google, go on YouTube, and type in The Miz and Daniel Bryan Smackdown Talking Smack. The Miz and Daniel Bryan Talking Smack interview. He just goes in on no one respecting him, no one giving him the respect he deserves, no one giving him the treatment he deserves. And he really made the Intercontinental Championship a, ma a minor championship to the major championships, the championship in the WWE. No one really cared about the Universal title. No one definitely cared about the WWE title with Brock Lesnar never showing up. So no one cared about that whatsoever. But The Miz really made me think, and he's just one of the best minds I've watched in wrestling in a couple of years. So congratulations, Miz. You have made me a Miz fit for sure. And to recap, let's go through five through two, five to two, and then give you my number one. Number five, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Number four, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Number three, Seth freaking Rollins or the Messiah. Number two, the Miz. And number one, my favorite current WWE superstar right now, the Viper, Randy Orton. I can go on and on and talk about what Randy Orton has meant to me in wrestling. Ever since I started watching back in 2006 or 2007, this man has been on my TV screen week in and week out. I've never seen him take a really delayed time off because he's always there working and doing his best for the company. Starting back in 2003, 2002, when he was with Evolution Triple H, Batista and Ric Flair, becoming the Intercontinental Champion, becoming the youngest world heavyweight champion ever at SummerSlam in 2004. There's nothing I can say about this man. Then you go to the 2009 feud with him and John Cena. I love John Cena at the time, still do, still, he would be on here for all time, he'd be on the all time list, but obviously he's not an active wrestler right now, so I can't put him on the list, so that's why Randy Orton's at number one, but going back to that feud in 09, nothing made me hate Randy Moore, but then when he turned face, nothing made me love Randy Moore, and I've never hated him since. And then you go to 2011 when he was a world heavyweight champion with the feuds of Mark Henry, Wade Barrett, Christian, 
going into 2012, still the, still one of the top faces in the WWE, and then transitioning into 2014 when he he was with the Authority with uh you know Triple H and Seth Rollins, he was a great heel, also turned into face, turned on Seth Rollins, but I absolutely loved it when he was with the Wyatt family, him and Bray Wyatt, and sadly rest in peace to Luke Harper, aka John Huber, you will be missed. But going into what that was in 2016 and 2017 when he won the Royal Rumble for the second time and then him becoming the WWE Champion at Mania, defeating Bray Wyatt, that was so special for me to see. Hated the fact that he lost to Jinder Mahal, but I'm not going to talk about that, maybe for another day. <laughs> but just recently, the last couple of years when he's turned heel, going up against Edge this past WrestleMania, he's just completely changed his like he's completely brought back the legend killer gimmick and i love that so much i loved watching it back in 2009 2008 2007 2010 2011 but when he transitioned into this new legend killer he has just tormented the likes of jeff hardy edge aj styles there's so much you could say oh and of course the fiend who Randy Orton versus The Fiend is most likely happening at WrestleMania 37 this year. Nothing can be said enough to, for me and how much I how much I love Randy Orton as a wrestler. I was so excited when he defeated Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship just this past summer, but sadly, he only held it for three weeks. But I think that was only because he did such a great job that year. They had to reward him. So congratulations, Randy Orton. You're my favorite WWE superstar in 2021 and beyond. Just to recap what we've talked about today, we talked about J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year, $31 million deal. The Russell Wilson situation, will he stay or will he go? We don't know. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Kyle Rudolph released by the Vikings. Johnny Golf, maybe? <laughs> Josh Gordon signs with the same team Johnny Menzel plays in the Fan Control Football League, so that's awesome to see. Devin Booker and DeMontis Sabonis are all-star fill-ins. Three-point contest having Stephen Curry, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Zach Bina, Donovan Mitchell. I got Donovan Mitchell, Spida Mitchell winning that one. Going into the dunk contest, Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin, and Aphrodite Simmons. I'm going with Simmons to win that one. The new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Congratulations to you, Bobby. You definitely deserve this one. Congratulations. And my top five WWE superstars right now. Number five, AJ Styles. Four, Roman Reigns. Three, Seth Rollins. Two, The Miz. And number one, The Viper, The Legend Killer, Randy Orton. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Absolutely love just talking about wrestling talking about the nba talking about the nfl so much to look forward to in the next couple of weeks we got college basketball march madness is upon us ladies and gentlemen i will definitely be giving my thoughts and my predictions on who i think will win the tournament this year you go onto my twitter at the kobe clark i'll probably post a picture or my you know my my teams who i think will win the bracket see if i get them all right win a million dollars doubt it though but hey who knows who knows and definitely look out for these two, these top five lists that will be happening at the end of every every episode from now on. It won't just be WWE. I'll be talking about NFL to be talking about NBA. But usually I'll just go off based off what I want to talk about that day. But once again, I like to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Clark Chatter. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, great rest of your weekend with your family and friends. Everybody, please be safe and take care of yourself. Goodbye. Peace.